I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey guys, it's Malls. Thanks so much for listening to Please Advise. Just a quick message before the show. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. It's super helpful for us and super helpful for you. You can also call 323-450-7408 to get your calls on the show. Again, 323-450-7408. Or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com with your voice notes or emails. Thanks so much. Hey everyone, it's Malls. It's episode 130 of Please Advise. My guest today is Gabby Dunn, who I know because I did her podcast Bad With Money, which made me feel like I could do anything I wanted today because she and I have already done probably the most intimate thing you can do with a person, which is discuss your financials in deep detail. Hi, Gabby. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm. I'm. Uh, it's a blustery gray day in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. So I went. I walked out my door, not knowing if it was going to be a sunny Saturday or a, a in, indoors day. So I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah. Right. I was saying to Christina too. You get a very false sense of what the rest of the city is like up here in particular. Like yesterday, I got oh, yeah. dressed for a meeting, and I had on like a sweater, another kind of like sweatery thing, mm-hmm. and a jacket, and then I drove down the hill. And I was like, oh, it's like hot in Los Angeles Different today. climate, completely different Com- climate. Yeah, it's ex- so it's extra blustery up here. But 
Girl, I wanted to ask you. So you're like originally a YouTube kind of person, right? Yeah. I mean, I still am. Yeah. So why aren't you a playlist? Oh, my God. How do you know about playlists? I don't know, but I was laughing my ass off last night because, well, first of all, just like I'm aware of yeah. the internet. Okay. And then I was just – and then I just like was watching Snapchat people I know. Like I know Elijah and Christine. I oh, know a yeah. bunch of just like – I just met them at the Shorty Awards. You want to talk YouTube? Yeah, they're the, great. They're great. Um, And I was just like laughing about – and then also I got really into like – stalking like the MagCon kids because oh, I watched Jason yeah. Cameron. I've been on a real journey oh. with YouTube lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also I was really invested in the Daddy of Five drama. Yes. And they were going to not take Cody to Disneyland, but they were going to take him to Playlist. And so I was like, or VidCon or something. And so one of the two, I forget. Oh my God. And so I was like, poor Cody doesn't even get to go to either of those now because he's been removed from the home. Like just for the best, I think. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah. So last night, for some reason, I was sitting at my desk, dead sober, probably one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I had just taken my sleeping pills. And I just started to think, I was just like, should I tweet? Like, do you think people are doing cocaine at at playlist right now, <laughs> which for, they absolutely was not are. funny to me. Like it's not, it's not funny. It makes no sense. But for me, no, it does because they're are like amped the, anyway. Yeah, like, and they're like rock stars. Why wouldn't you? Right? Exactly. So yeah. This is like laughing, thinking about first of all the age discrepancy between some of the people I know that are there. Mm-hmm. Where it's like there's this one musically girl that I follow. I'm so I'm so sick. You're better than I am. You know more than me. Well, I I like to I like I mean, how else am I gonna get to know these characters? Right. If I yeah, don't, yeah, you yeah. know, and I feel like I need to know these characters. These are these are who people are now. I know. Some people are now. And so I like to know the spectrum. And so I follow this like 13 year old musically girl that was at playlist. And I'm also following like Elijah and Christine right. who are like <laughs> perma drunk and so I just was like oh shit like I this is this must just be the wildest event like do you think so many virginities are lost at playlist absolutely yeah I we've never been invited to playlist which is very weird and then someone was like oh you can just ask and go and I was like being very I was like no I don't want to ask like they should ask me so whatever shout out to playlist ask me to attend but then um <laughs> we get we go to VidCon which is at the right. end of, of June and we've gone like three years in a row and yeah I don't know I I like VidCon better so I met with someone yesterday who's like a grown-ass woman mm-hmm. and she has a 14 year old kid and mm-hmm. she was like have you been to VidCon because of course like I mean, I can't go 20 minutes without discussing all of my passions. Right. And so, of course, I'm like, so have you guys watched Chasing Cameron? Uh, oh, you'd fit in so well there. And so then um, they, she was like, actually, she was like, have you been to VidCon? And I was like, I don't think I can go there. Like, that's too dark. And she's like, no, 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 no. I took my daughter last year. And she's like, of course, I have like the parent wristband right. on. And I'm like a totally different, like on a totally different than all these other people she's like I had the best time she's like I'm going back this year just for me she's like my daughter is like definitely coming she's right like, but I just want to be around that thing again it's fun I mean it's it's totally it's I think I have a different experience there because mm-hmm. I'm like shuttled around in the back and put into cars and like it's like a big because we're like one of the featured creators yeah go, so it's like a big thing I went Years ago, before I ever did YouTube as a mm-hmm. reporter, and I wrote about it, and um, and so that I got to like walk the floor and talk to people and interview people and stuff. And then now, 
if we walk the floor, it's with security. Because like, so many people are crying, <laughs> right? Because so many people are crying. And and also, like, we do meet and greets and stuff. So, yes. like, it was one year we went and we had my sister with us. And my sister's, like, very known for being bitchy. And so <sighs> we had her with me and uh, and Allison. And so it was, like, if people came up and were mobbing us, my sister would be like, their meetup is at four. Please, like, please, you know. And then now we have – Everyone needs that. She was great. She Every was person on the verge of major, major fame <laughs> needs the family member that's very aggressive about, yeah. you know, back off. Because I can't look like a bitch, but she no. can. And she's also not a big – like, she's just a tiny blonde girl like me. And she still was like, back up, please, everyone. And they just were like She was like to your her. Felicia to your Brittany. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then the next year we actually, our management came with us and they had, then there was like VidCon security and stuff. But, Got it. uh, but it's like a totally different experience. Like we can't really walk the floor. And if we did walk the floor, we went to like the, the booth where our merch was and just stood like by went there. behind the booth. And well, Christina yeah. and I just went to DragCon, which is oh, obviously a very different yeah. feel, but like same feel like you really didn't see a lot of the stars. Like wh- we saw Susie Homemaker, I guess is her name. Mm-hmm. And like. This very drunk man was the one who's like, look at that as Susie maker. Like he walked up to us and he was like, Where'd you get that wine? And we were both like, dude, you're good. Yeah. Like it was really it's 1 p.m. Like we just started. I think you're still drunk from me Sunday, yesterday. Like, <laughs> did they all have security, the drag queens? I think so. Mm-hmm. And like also incredibly long lines, and they were only stationed at their merch booths. And Let's, yeah, we don't really – there's not really lines at the booths. It's more like um, like there's – that you can – so they do this thing that's a lottery. So you yes. sign up for a lottery and say like who you want to meet and then they do meet and greets. So everyone kind of lines up at a, cer- at a certain specific time for us. So there's not like, you know, we wouldn't just stay at the merch booth or mm-hmm. we would like be at the panels and people could come to the different panels. So – we would go to the merch booth as like a surprise. Like we wouldn't say, oh, we're going to the merch booth and cause a line. We would yeah. just like show up there and whoever was there would be like, whoa. Yeah. And then we would sign whatever. We had to sign like a hundred or something or like 200 posters. We were just – it's not fun. Like we were just like in the hotel room on Friday night like not partying, like signing all the merch that they were going to sell. So I got a sense of this lottery thing recently, mm. which is so interesting because they do it in the way that they – I mean all of these things are done, which you're kind of like ranked by how popular you are yeah and so like i saw one girl got picked for like group three yeah group seven (laughs) and then group 47 and i just was like first of all that would be an ego hit for me like if i had to wake up one day and realize i'm group 47 at vidcon like i'm I'm well i mean it's it's very like the shorty awards was such a slap in the face in terms of like who's most popular yeah because they had people that they were letting them in and then they had other people that like letting them skip and then they had other people that if you wanted to do the red carpet they had to like put you in this holding thing outside oh god and so like there were creators that were like arguably big names but they were keeping them outside and then because there were like even in youtube they're such like select like star fuckers right like they like all the creators that started on the platform were outside and then like Bill Nye got to go through and like Nev from Catfish got to go through Mm. and whatever. And then like it was just very obnoxious because I was like, we are the stars of your platform and you're like, hey, fuck you. Also, why is like me from Catfish even at? Because they nominated him because they're star fuckers and they want like famous people there. I was like, because there are going to be cameras there, period. But for for – 
for nominated him for does he do a web series? They nominated him for like no, like best Instagram or some shit. Oh. Right. Yeah, it's it's like YouTube they make stuff. they make shit up to like get yeah. famous people there. Oh, that's right. sick. That's yeah, devious. it's very obnoxious. I mean, I Didn't maybe, like Chloe Kardashian win one or something or Kim Kardashian win one year? <laughs> maybe that like a year before or something. Probably for Snappy or something. Yeah, but there was like I mean, it's just kind of sil- it's this weird divide where it's like you, you these people are homegrown on your platform who are like yeah. really talented and big. And then you're like, that's great. Thank you so much for your loyalty to YouTube. Uh, we're going to nominate like the cast of Orange is the New Black. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but fuck you. Like, yeah, it just yeah. felt so obnoxious to me. And then I, which I guess I shouldn't, I mean, I'm probably not going to get invited back, but I was also like, you're going to get invited back. Very, I don't think please advise is going to take down yeah. your position at VidCon. But it was, you're fine. it was very, <laughs> I was, I was talking to other creators about it while we were there and it was like very annoying and also like disheartening to be walking around being like, oh, even at like a YouTube award sto- show, we're still treated like shit. You're cool. still not mainstream. We're still like not real and we're still, I mean, it, I don't know. I have so many more things to say about that, but I'll get in trouble. I think. I mean, honestly, here's my thing with YouTubers in general is that it takes incredible work ethic to be good at what you do on YouTube. And like that is, I think, the difference between YouTubers and famous people is you're actually – or like regular – maybe you do a movie if you're a a legitimate person or you write something or whatever. And then you take three months off or like you – Right, you know, and you can't – yeah. Well, what's weird is that Allison and I, my my writing partner uh, and comedy partner on the channel, she and I are both – she went to school for screenwriting. We're both writers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're a little bit older for YouTube. Like, we – we're both actors. Sorry, I was thinking about what I want to say. Like, we're both like um, – we just happen to fall into YouTube. Yes. And so we work in this town. I mean, she and I have sold television shows. Mm-hmm. We have, we've acted in things. She's a commercial actress. She's done other stuff. I'm I'm an actress. Like, we do stuff. And then, uh, and then because we got this fan base on YouTube, we're suddenly less than. Yes. Or like, it's very weird. And, like, and you all, get recategorized. And it sucks that even YouTube doesn't seem to particularly care. So the demonetization shit that's going oh, on, are God. you affected by this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So how many of your videos – So if people Wait, can who you explain that? So me? for yeah. people who don't know, I guess, and you can probably explain it better than I can, mm-hmm. apparently there's a, restriction, a restrictive mode on YouTube that you can set. And a lot of people do it because they don't want to come across content with swears in it or yeah. content that's overtly sexual. But like accident, I mean, accidentally or maybe not so. And I think that's the big debate. A lot of things are getting flagged as inappropriate. A lot of LGBT content. Exactly. Is getting flagged as inappropriate. So like Gigi Gorgeous, of course, who's like so big. And so yeah. I'm, if you haven't seen her documentary, you actually should see it because I sat by my computer and I like sobbed for <laughs> hours watching it, um, which is actually a big reason why I kind of went on this journey with YouTube recently. Oh. Um, um, but also a lot of stuff is getting demonetized, not just because of restricted mode, but because of advertisers. YouTube is falling to advertising. So because they're like so beholden to advertisers, they're demonetizing a lot of content that is like, quote unquote, inappropriate. But so, a lot of oh, the inappropriate I thought stuff. That it was peop- ad- Sorry, I thought it was advertisers didn't want who didn't want to advertise outside of restricted mode. It could be, yeah. I mean, they don't want to advertise on anything that – I don't know. So they're not advertising on a lot of stuff that is LGBT content causing people who make LGBT videos to make less money. Yeah. And then those – and then it's like de-incentivizing you to make LGBT content when the whole point of YouTube was the democracy of like how popular – you know, how popular marginalized people can become mm-hmm. on this kind of thing. So it's like – 
I don't, it's like teens are going to YouTube to like see representation of themselves, but then people that create that kind of stuff are being disencouraged to make that. Yeah. It's like sucks. Like our biggest video, our most popular video is a video. I mean, the channel is Allison and I. Allison is straight. I am bisexual. And the, the content, a lot of the content we make is about like my dating life or whatever. And so uh, the, our biggest video that has 2 million hits is a video uh, about me having a girlfriend Mm -hmm. that Allison is jealous of. And that video just got demonetized. Really? Mm -hmm. So what and do you guys do? And it's demonetized, I think, because I kiss her in it. I'm not quite sure. Okay. Yeah. So do you guys get to go through the appeal process or is there still – We can, is there no, but it doesn't – It doesn't guarantee or mean anything. It doesn't guarantee anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like – Well, now in the future, it's like, well, do we – We literally just had a video where we were like, should we make the thumbnail th- this or should we make the thumbnail something that people will click that's kind of inappropriate or should we make the thumbnail not inappropriate at all and possibly lose views but maybe keep the monetization? Like it's this weird – Making decisions like that. And luckily she and I (laughs) make money off of writing for TV or doing other stuff or writing books and stuff like that. But other people don't – there's don't have another income. Yeah. There's a creator that's a, an amazing lesbian creator who does a lot of sex ed stuff named Stevie, Stevie Bobby. And she makes – she said like on Twitter recently, she's like, girl, I make $100 from AdSense. Like I don't make any money from AdSense. Anymore? Anymore, yeah. And you know what the shitty cherry is on this shit Sunday mm-hmm. is that this is happening at a time where a lot of LGBT like editorial – Websites are being shut down, particularly right. lesbian ones. Right. There aren't right. a lot of outlets right now. Um, right. It's just advertising. I think it's advertising. It's like finding yeah. it's yeah. hard to find advertisers that are willing to advertise on but those you, kind of websites, like, regardless of how yeah. controversial the then content it becomes. Then it becomes. But it's not controversial. That's the it's thing. Not. It's like it's like just because a thing is LGBT, it's seen as sexualized. When like channels, I mean, literally on our channel, the video that got taken down is me kissing a girl who's my girlfriend, which is like. Whoa, big reveal. And then yeah. and then there's a video, another video that we have a sketch where I'm making out with a dude and there's like a joke that implies that he's fingering me under the table and that is monetized. So like mm. explain to me how that how that is not sexualized, but like just two girls who are in a relationship kissing is suddenly like inappropriate. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I would think that there would also be like similar to after the election, like for every company that's pulling themselves from mm-hmm. these websites or from restricted mode or whatever there'd be like people that are like oh no we're here for this like we want people to know like especially younger brands yeah. like all of the brands that do our podcast like i could feel i feel like that's like an awesome opportunity for a company like lola or something right to step in and be like no we're here for this content we stand here for this i don't and- know if they have as much money as right. these other places i mean do. like t- like tied versus yeah. you know whatever i mean I know yeah it's a really weird time, especially because YouTube was made to be this place that's like fostering these really great voices and there's no incentive for them to keep going. They don't make any money off of it anymore. I wonder who generally these- buys more, liberals or conservatives? I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't – I don't know. You know? Because I mean like I – it's like why are – I feel like that – I mean, I don't know. I just feel like conservative people are usually just like penny pinchers or they're fucking straight up poor and they have their politics super backwards. Well, but there's some kind of – 
uh, I'm reading something now about how this like conservative billionaires basically own our government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, a, there's that area of conservatism that like pulls for the trickle down effect where they want those tax breaks for the rich. There's a reason why they tend to be. Yeah. I mean, people. there's like this. No, I understand that. I'm just of- saying who purchases more. I think it's probably the young people that are out there actually going and buying their fucking laundry detergent and stuff like that are yeah. actually more likely but to be your consumer. I don't think they're consumer. thinking about it like that. I think they're thinking about like the eight billionaires rather right. than like the like 20,000 college kids who are liberals. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it, it there's this there's this thing that like lesbians don't spend money. That's like the bit. What? Yeah, that like lesbians don't spend money. Well, because it's two women, they both suffer the pay gap, arguably. Like they both like right. if they both work in fields whatever, they both suffer the pay gap, so they have less money. They probably have kids sooner than like so they have less money there. Like, there's this thing that, like, lesbians don't spend money. That is wild to me because all the lesbians I know are very wealthy and <laughs> fabulous they home lives. With their cats. Like, like, they, yeah. I mean, like, I mostly, I mean, I guess it's Holly, like Hollywood power lesbians that I'm thinking <laughs> of, but you're, I, I had never, I've never heard that. Yeah, that's the thing. So there, that's the argument of, like, why advertisers don't bother with lesbian websites or whatever because there's like this thing that lesbians i mean i i wrote a movie uh my friend and i wrote a movie and the movie has like a a a lesbian plot and we were when we've pitched it a couple times to dudes they've been like uh how well do lesbian movies do do lesbians pay to see movies and like sorry what yeah i'm serious that's like been asked to our fucking faces i don't think lesbians spend money on films that's really wild. But the thing is, is also that like you have to uh, like there's a lot of th- people that are marginalized that like can't afford to see movies. Right. But then it's like, fuck you. Like then take it around to LGBT centers and show it for free. Like who gives a totally. shit? Totally. And like, also, well, there's precedence care. of where that is. I mean, blue is the warmest Sorry, color. I have, was- a, I have sniffles. You- Gabby's crying. I have um, <laughs> <laughs> um, No, I just have allergies. She just has allergies. I'm hysterically crying about how no one will buy my lesbian movie. Hold I know, on. you're like Kim Kardashian level crying. Yeah. <laughs> um, the irony of that is that I cried so much on her podcast. Um, but Oh, I know. Uh, but I, mean, I cry on this podcast too. But, but there's precedence. I mean, obviously there's a lot of examples in which lesbians have been portrayed very poorly in big yeah. blockbuster movies or the message has been really off. Uh, but they don't understand. First it's one like, that comes to mind is Chasing Amy. But like but that was like a gigantic w- movie. One white guy who like wrote a movie about lesbians and then like it didn't do well and then right. because the characters were terribly written and played by two straight actresses and then they're like, well, I guess it doesn't work. Mine yeah. didn't work so nobody's will work. And it's like, right. mm, okay. What was that movie where Rashida Jones, I think Zoe might have been the other lesbian in it. And it was, oh, My Idiot Brother. Yeah. It was a really awkward oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and then, oh, but like Blue is the Warmest Color was gigantic. But that was a European film. That was, wasn't Imagine made here. Me and You. So, yeah. Wasn't made here. Imagine Me and You was years ago. Yeah. It was like the fucking no, 90s. No, I know. When That's that the only one I could out? think of. Is yeah, Imagine I mean, when did that movie you? come out? Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a nightmare. Uh, I, I will say in general, I do think that that's a gigantic mistake that's always made. First of all, people just want things that are bankable and reliable. At the end of the day, they just want to be like, oh, I know I can make money doing that. But so if let's it's authentic, people are hungry for the content. If it's oh, authentic, I, tangerine, like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, no, I agree they let with you. The, because the director, white guy, but the director let the actresses, he was like, if something doesn't feel real, like, write your own dialogue. Yeah. That's amazing. But, I mean, I guess – 
I, this is also me explaining it to myself again because I have fought so hard to understand why people are like, oh, no, that's not going to work as a project. And I'm yeah. like, well, wait, why? Like, right. why have you decided that? Right. And and it's because ultimately I've just had it explained to me over and over again is that people want to keep things really safe. They right. want to know that, I, you know, we put this actress in place. We attach this producer. This is going to make its money back. It's going right. to be fine. But I'm really tired just as a creator myself of people being like, oh, no, you can't do that because so-and-so tried that a few years ago and it didn't work out. And it's like, dude, like, well, so-and-so was not me. Right. And, like, we would never have the same take. And I don't know if their producer would even be interested in me. And maybe that's the reason why it didn't work out. Or that studio was very conservative. Yes. Or whatever. There's a million reasons why things don't work out. And that's just something that's thrown at creators all the time here, I think, is just like you get shut down before you even get off you know, the ground. So it's disappointing. We have an entire channel. We've had a, th- a three-year-long, like, basically sitcom on our channel, three-year-running sitcom with, like, an out bisexual character who doesn't die, who is, like, a, a happy queer woman. You know what I mean? How amazing. She's yeah. alive. She, well, is that usually the case? Is that bi women die in TV? Uh, lesbian women lesbian die, women die in time. TV all the time. And on SVU, I remember that very, very famous reveal that I'll never forget <laughs> which oh, I yeah. was just like wait what do you remember this no one of the the DA or whatever gets like shot and like at the like right spoiler alert you guys sorry you missed SVU from 12 years ago but this Cabot? woman uh no not Cabot she's the blonde one who's really like uh, I think you're thinking of regular law and order right no no, no. Cab is was Cabot and then there was what's her face Diane not- Neal not the redhead, but the blonde. That's one. Diane Neal. Oh, that maybe one it was is Cabot. Alexandra Cabot, the blonde. Yeah. So, so she gets oh, shot. I think and then I don't know the names of all the DAs on SVU. Oh, good. Okay. So, okay. So she gets shot, and like literally, we know nothing about her life. We know nothing about this woman. Like yeah. up to this point, except she's like really hard. She's a great lawyer. Yeah. And uh, her final line before she dies is, "Is this because I'm a lesbian?" What? Yeah. Wait, I have to look Cabot that up. Didn't I'm die, sorry. Though. Whoever the blonde, I'm fuck the name. Whoever it was, her final line on the series no after way. being a series regular. No w- way. We had no idea she had a girlfriend. We yeah. had no idea she had a home life. Hold on, that hold happened on. on regular Law and Order, and she was fired. She didn't get shot. No, so I've she's ne- like, is no. this because I'm a lesbian? I've never seen regular Law and Order. I'm telling you, I remember because I I remember this. Hold on, I'm looking it up. <laughs> We're just edit this part it's out. It's Elizabeth Rom. And then she played um, attorney Serena Slytherin. What is it? How and you spell and she it? goes. Serena? The, she says the DA branch wasn't a big shocker. It was her response. Is it because I'm a lesbian? She questioned. It was one famous Lauren Order exit. That's regular Lauren Order. I can't read that. But did she name? die or did she get shot? She didn't die. She didn't get shot. She just got fired. And then she, in response to the her getting fired, she said, "Is it because I'm a lesbian?" Wild. <laughs> but yeah. but that's like I guess I have seen regular Law and Order. Congratulations, thanks. But, but also you like, merged a lot of storylines there. But yeah. but yeah, there's this there's this big thing that um the uh bear, it's called bury your gays. Okay, and it's basically a TV trope where uh lesbian characters or queer female characters die at like a alarming rate as compared yeah. to straight characters. Yeah, and um and so like so I like our our show essentially. So YouTube is kind of was like a, a way for us to subvert this kind of thing. And now it's like we're not incentivized to keep that going. Like we – Allison and I have talked about like how much of of me being 
like bisexual can we keep in the show if we want to keep making money? But luckily we we have other uh, means of income because we work in this town. So like f- we can just be like, fuck you. Well, can you take your series and sell it to like a full screen or something like that? Is yeah, I mean, yeah, we've done st- we've doing? done stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, we've done stuff like that. But um, but it sucks because right, exactly. We're who are not as lucky as we are. That's and, the other thing too yeah. is that when someone like you feels that you can only imagine who someone who exactly. doesn't have your success feels exactly. it. And so that's what's fucked up about it. So we can keep doing what we're doing. Oh, baby. He screams when he wakes up. Sorry. Oh, so we have that in common. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. Oh, Wags. Does Wags make appearances on the podcast all the time? Sometimes, yeah. When he's Yeah, I would say once an episode he acts out. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good odds. That's good odds. Yeah, it's not bad. But um yeah, so there's like people who aren't as lucky as us definitely are are disincentivized to make stuff like that. Yeah. They won't make money. But we it doesn't matter to us at this point. Like we could keep it going, but we're just lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Fuck. And in mainstream media, it's like uh, it's I mean, we're comedy, so hopefully like there isn't there would and I'm like one of the main characters. So in everything that we do, hopefully there won't be any kind of we should kill Gabby off. Right. But it's yeah. Well, I mean, has there been any internal talk about like you guys getting together and starting another site that's not a YouTube that is that's taking the biggest yeah. creators from you like We haven't talked about that, but some we were saying that it's like ripe for a competitor to come out because there's also like yeah. there's also people who have nothing to, that are like news people or people mm-hmm. that just like talk about things that might be considered like oh this is you know maybe a touchy subject or whatever and a friend of mine to- a friend of mine uh who's a channel called marina shut up she just posted that sh- a video that she made about her eating disorder yeah got demonetized yeah and she was like what yeah like i'm trying to like help people yeah and I feel like there has to be some major media company that can get behind that and say, Can't like, they? I mean, it's perfect timing for them to come out with a competitor. And all your views are there. And, like, leave mm-hmm. the, you know, like, you guys have your – and we, we've seen before that people can do this. I mean, I feel like Grace pretty almost, like, seamlessly switched over from my damn channel to her own situation yeah, on yeah. YouTube. And that, that's very – like that's that used to be very rare. It used to be very difficult to like. She had a lot of support, an audience, which was great. You know? yeah. But um, and that's of course like the highest key example. Yeah. Like, but there are plenty of people that could get together and be like, yeah, let's like transition this over. Yeah, I mean, I would think that a a place would or someone who makes websites or someone who's like in Silicon Valley could come out with a competitor. Peter Thiel, right? <laughs> I mean, I feel like he's like the warrior of uh, Silicon Valley. Okay, so should we take our phone calls? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, let's wait, do- did you bring three reasons why you're qualified to give advice? I feel like I don't have to ask you because we just talked oh. about a million reasons. Uh-huh. Uh, I can give three reasons. Uh, I, I went to journalism school. Nice. So that's reporting. That's mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm a... I'm a big – I give advice on my channel. Our mm-hmm. channel has love advice. Uh, and also, uh, I wrote a book. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. That's perfect. So those are good, right? So great. Oh, really good. Okay, okay. Let's take our phone calls. Hi, Molly. My name's Keisha. I live in North Georgia. I'm a big fan of yours. I'm emotionally broken psycho. I listen to the podcast all the time. Listen to Please Advise all the time. So um, thank you for everything that you do. 
my question is around dating. Um, I have been divorced for about eight years. I'm 30. I don't sound 30. I know that. But um, so I've dated a lot in the past eight years. And I seem to attract closeted gay men. Um, and I really don't understand why. Um, and the thing is, I don't know if these men know that they're gay and are just closeted or if they don't know that they're gay um, and maybe they're just in denial. I, I don't, I don't know, but, um, and they may be bi and maybe just are in denial about that. Um, I don't know, but I know that these men are not just your normal straight men and I've dated many of them. Well, I say many, it's been at least three or four. Um, and I'm just curious if you know of anybody else that's had this issue. Um, and the problem isn't, the problem isn't that they might be bi or, you know, that they're gay. I don't have a problem with gay people at all, but the problem is, that there just seems to be this huge secret in the relationship or this huge um, thing that we can't get past. And it's, a you know, and it's just not, it's not fun. It feels very, just feels very secretive and wrong. And, um, I'm, again, I'm just wondering if you've known of anybody that's had this issue or if you've been in this situation yourself. And maybe is there something about me that attracts, this kind of person um maybe they think that i'm gullible and and won't see through it um or maybe i'm just nice and i don't confront them enough or not that i would need to confront them but um i don't know i don't know anyway um if you can please give me your thoughts and feedback thank you so much bye-bye well, this is so interesting because <laughs> this is a good choice for me. I think. Well, I know how to pick the calls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the first thing I was going to say is I don't think there's anything. I don't think you should be ashamed of wanting to know if your sexual partner is genuinely like not going to be long term attract. I feel like she should for alleviate herself of that. She sounds like she's afraid to say that she's afraid that her boyfriends are gay. Yeah, if they're if they're gay, that's one thing. I mean, um there was there was a lot to unpack here. First of all, North Georgia, which yeah. I went to summer camp in North Georgia for 10 years. Is that much different than the rest of Georgia? No, I mean it's it's just this she just said a specific thing, but all of I mean, the south is its own mm-hmm. animal. So, I think like it, it sh- it's not shocking that there are a lot of closeted men in the south. Um, especially depending on where she is in North Georgia. Like, if she's in Athens, that's kind of a college town and it's funky, so maybe that they wouldn't have as much reason to be closeted. But if you're up in, like, Clayton County or fucking Mm -hmm. wherever I went to camp, you're, like, I can see why they might be closeted. There might be family things. There's more likely to be, like, Christian conservatives. Like, so I don't know. Um, I do think also, like, they might not feel safe there. And so, like, also, if if they are bi, I think that's – she said that's fine, but they might not feel – there's a lot of shit with male bisexuality. There's yeah. a lot of shit there where, like, they might think that their female partner might 
not believe them or might feel insecure or might think that they're less manly or whatever it is. So there's like a lot of things where like male bisexuals will just say I'm gay or will just say I'm straight yeah. and just ignore the other half of it. Because they're all so caught up in the myth that maybe it it's bisexuality not real. isn't real. Yeah. yeah. And I think especially like, for women, there's they're they've gotten a lot more comfortable identifying as bisexual, and I think men really haven't. And so, you know, even like I would, it's a, it's a very, I don't know how long she's dating this guy, these guys, but it's like a very vulnerable position to be in to tell a female partner if you're a, a man, hey, I'm bisexual. There's all different ways that women react. Like I've, I was sort of confused. Like I, for me, I would be like, hell yeah, high five. But like I've had female friends who have been like, I could never date a bisexual guy. Yeah. And I think that, the, and that's fucked up. And I think that they're really, men would be really worried about that and would mm-hmm. be scared to come out to their female partner. So if there are ways that she can like, I don't know if she could like be like, hey, if you were bi, that would be great and fine. And I love you. And I'm, and I'm comfortable, you know, just make them feel safe a little bit. Mm-hmm. But also just going back to the, so if, so that's the bi thing. But if they are actually gay, I wonder if they're just scared of like where where they're living and she seems maybe she does seem safe and nice and like and and I don't know it's weird cuz it's a different thing to be like I know that I'm gay and I'm being deceitful well, and I'm wasting this woman's time there was versus that, like I know that I'm gay and I'm scared uh there was that woman who just like came out really publicly that woman's scary mommy she's a blogger and she just came out very publicly on her blog and then in people magazine i just read about it um recently where she said that basically her husband she knew going into her marriage and her husband knew going into their marriage yeah he was a gay man but he couldn't reconcile the romantic love he had for her versus what he knew to be true of himself and he was just like I am a gay man but I deeply deeply love you like you're my best friend and like well, there's also- their sexuality dried up over the years they did have kids but yeah. the- and their sexuality dried up over the- over the years but ultimately he does define himself and always has defined himself as a gay man well, there's also like now there's all this breakdown of identity politics where like there's now this this breakdown of um, romantic versus sexual. So there's some people who identify as like hetero romantic bisexual yeah. or biromantic like you could love uh, all genders but you want to only have sex with men or whatever it is. Like yeah. there's there's like a breakdown of it. Like I'm – fortunate is a weird thing to say but like biromantic and bisexual like I do want to have relationships with men and women and I also want to have sex with uh, all genders but I think like there's people who are like hetero romantic like they would love to have uh, a boyfriend but asexual they don't want to have sex with anyone or whatever it is so maybe that's like a situation where it's less clear where like that guy was biromantic but homosexual yeah you know what i mean yeah i don't know makes sense my question is how does she know that they're gay? i that's what i wrote how do you know what's your evidence that they're you know, gay like he's like Here's are we only thing, do anal like I what went is going to on lunch with a girl very recently how do you know? who yeah. has a deep i believe she i actually she kind of was tripping me out several times throughout the meal because she did ha- seem to have a, an incredibly strong intuition 
She told me probably about six stories that – and I'm very big on people recognizing their intuition. I think intuition is very real. Like, Allison's great at that. I call so, her Detective Raskin. Yeah. She just fucking figures shit out. So this girl says to me – she was talking about one of her longer relationships and she said – you know, she said, I had this like really strong feeling and I went to my other girlfriend who has a very, very keen intuition and she – and I asked her like, you know, what's the deal with me and so-and-so? She's like, the bottom line is that he's gay and he doesn't know it and he never will know it. Mm-hmm. And I actually don't think that that's an impossible – idea like I think that there are people out there who may never know what their sexual preference is or what they yeah they don't know because I, I had a friend who came out a little bit later and I think like she was like I just did not know and I think it's like this thing where because society is so heteronormative you're pushed to be like well I've got to f- I guess I'm just bad at dating mm-hmm. or I have to figure out like why don't I like this certain thing or why don't I and no one they don't ever explore outside of that mm-hmm. because it's terrifying it's yeah. fucking scary like, it's so scary to think – because you picture – for me, at least, I pictured my life a certain way. Like, mm-hmm. you picture, like, even with, like, Barbies, like, Ken and Barbie get yeah. married and you picture your life this way. And when you realize that that might not be – like, you might not have that. Like, you might have to do a totally different thing. Uh-huh. I would – I, like, cried for so, – I was like, how – because it's a death. It's like a death of a yeah. lifestyle mm. and a realization of this other lifestyle that you don't know anything about. Yeah. And that's terrifying. And if you could put that off for as long as possible, like, <laughs> sure. I, like why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that's Especially the Especially if is, you're good at procrastinating and avoiding things. Yeah. And so, like, and also you just want to fit in. You just want to be normal. Like, you're just trying. So even friends of mine who aren't queer in any capacity but who are like you know neuro atypical or whatever it is like they're like i just want to like what is nor- neuro um like have like mental health issues okay. or like it's like they they're like i just want to date like i don't even want to think about who i find attractive i just want to date the most normal person and like move on with my life got it like i already have so much going uh, on right they're yeah. like let me just find a very normal partner and settle down and like i don't need to think about what i'm actually attracted to i had that as well like yeah. i would only date I, for a long time i dated feminine women and then i realized i would because i was like you know what it's hard enough being queer like i just want a girlfriend that straight people can go great you did it that <laughs> yeah. hot. i don't get gay stuff but that's a hot girl congrats yeah and now it adds a whole nother fucking layer like i had a girlfriend who was more butch and that was like a whole thing like going yeah. out with her and holding hands with her and getting harassed and like and i was like oh i'm already like queer now i have like this element where people are like yelling at us from their trucks like ugh. Yeah. and you just are like as long – however long you can avoid that. And that's okay. in L.A. too, right? Because people – Oh, she and I people, got like chased in a fucking pickup truck in Silver Lake. Because people think that that is not – that things don't happen in California or Southern no, California. And it was like, fucking it's, crazy. Yeah. I was like, did we just go back in time? What happened? Literally a pickup truck chased she, her and I, like followed us in Silver Lake. And I was like, what year is it and where the fuck are we? Yeah. It was very strange. But, um, but like, yeah, there's just, mm. so like if, if you can avoid seeming not normal or whatever, go for it. Because also depictions in media of like lesbian couples is always like two hot girls or like Very two, hot, two yeah. hot guys or whatever. But how do you, but so, but this is the other thing. Okay. So how does she know that these guys are gay? Like what's her evidence? I don't. Is it stereotypes? 
Possibly, but I mean, I don't even know if that's the problem. I think that like whether whether or not her opinion is that these guys she's dating are possibly closeted gay guys is a different thing. I mean, it's I think that maybe she just doesn't feel we can't solve that for her because she's not here. But what we can say is like, here are some things that you might want to do that are outside of your comfort zone or whatever else. Yeah. And maybe she just doesn't feel uh, attractive or sexually wanted by her partners. Mm -hmm. So like regardless of their sexuality, like maybe she's feeling safe or going for people who she feels like aren't too aggressive sexually. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes you you feel nervous about that, so you don't want to so you are you are drawn to people who are sort of non-threatening. Mhm. or who feel like they won't be too sexually aggressive towards you. I wish she had gotten into more detail with like examples yeah. of what she felt or what made her feel that way about some of the guys she's she dated. Deserve, you deserve to feel sexually wanted if that's what you want in your relationships. Like, she shouldn't be afraid of that. I mean, is that what she said? She feels sexually under- I'm undesired? I'm just saying that maybe the people she's dating don't make her feel very sexually desired. And also, she- maybe you're just dating a nice guy. And, like, he's not... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think that that can also be a big misconception, too, is when you stop dating fucking assholes. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Like... Right. And you have this, this guy like, might be gay. He's so nice to me. And you have this idea of masculinity <laughs> right. where they must be assholes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know, girl. I think you need to call back with some more details on that. And also, I would love to know, like, what... Wow. I mean, that's intense, though. I mean, she got married at 22 years old. I thought about that, too. That or, shocked no, me. She got divorced at 22. Right. Like, so God knows when she got married. Right. She could have gotten married at 16 if mm. her parents gave her permission. <laughs> um that's intense. And also, you know, when you get divorced that young, I feel like that usually means something happened. And I think that she could be finding herself looking for very safe situations that maybe are non-sexual or maybe are, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. You're right. I don't know. I agree. But that is, I think, the smoking gun is the early divorce. I mean, 22 and divorced. And you want to be... Yeah, I think she she's looking for someone safe and they're looking for someone safe. Mm-hmm. And that's like a port in a storm. They find each other. Yeah, I would love to know more about whether or not you actually have sex with these guys and if you enjoy it or not and if they seem to enjoy it. Because mm-hmm. that would be probably the biggest tell. Yeah. Uh, as to whether or not. I don't know. Like, man. Don't face me. Just <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. You can People get boners about weird shit all the time. Totally. <laughs> Very true. Um, okay, let's take another call. I wish we had more information for that call. Yeah. It's hard to just We broke take it down. We broke it dark. down. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back with some more calls. Hey, Malls. Um, my name's Trisha. I'm from Santa Cruz, California. And I am a very new listener. I love your podcast. You are just hilarious. I almost, it's almost counterproductive because I work from home and I'm constantly listening to it. So you are my downfall. Anyway, um, calling because I have a question for you and I, yeah, I guess it's advice. Um, I am 33, going to be 34. I have a son. He's four and a half. And I wanted to know what your take is on being an only child. Um, I think this is going to be my only one, and I'm pretty solid in knowing that, but I have, you know, all my friends are having their second and their third kid, and 
they're all asking me when I'm going to have another one. And to be honest, it doesn't look super appealing because I have a sister that's going through a divorce right now. And a lot of friends that do have their second and third are pretty much like a little bit nuts or not nuts, but it just seems chaotic. And I just don't know if I'm ready to sign up for that. I love my child, but I also love my own time and, you know, not just being a mom and time for my husband and marriage. And so I don't know. I mean, I know that I sound like I know what I want to do, but then I also feel bad because my son is constantly asking for a brother. Yes, he says it with a V. And um, and so sometimes I feel conflicted and I want I don't know. I really don't know any only children. And I know that you are one. And so I wanted to know what your experience is like. Did you really miss having a brother and a sister? Um, was it a good experience being an only child? Maybe the pros and cons? Um, anyway, I'm just kind of a little hung up on that. But please advise. Well, none of us are parents. You guys have siblings. Mm-hmm. I have. I know people who have kids, mm-hmm. and I am an only child. Um, so there's we have some we have some opinions we can bring to the table here. First of all, I think family planning is incredibly important. Obviously, yes. and if you, I don't think that this. I mean, obviously, you know this. You're thinking really hard about it. This isn't like an impulse decision. You're not yeah, just like I'm going to pull the goalie, like see what happens. <laughs> like, and it's no one's business. Like the other people being like, when are you going to have a second? I feel like they're just like, join our cult, join our cult. We're miserable. Join our cult. Right. And 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 obviously, like you're right. Like your friends probably do. Things are going to even out at a certain point for your friends because it does become less chaotic when you have a toddler and an infant that I can't even imagine how people survive that. Like that just seems insane. Um, You know, your son is four and a half. I think that like five years between siblings is actually like not a bad number. But um, I will say that I wanted a brother or sister really badly until I was about eight. And then I just didn't – I was like, oh, this is my life. Like I – Because you get over it. Yeah. Like you think you want a sibling because it's what you see in TV and movies. Your classmates have siblings. But I mean that's not much different than like wanting a swimming pool. Do you know what I mean? Yes. He doesn't know. He's four. Yeah. Like and also you don't really like (laughs) – the only way that I have really realized that being an only child but particularly an only child from a single parent is that – I do worry about if, especially if I don't get married, which I don't think I will, um, or have kids. Like, who's going to be on my deathbed? Like, that's <laughs> the one thing that I think about. Like, I'm not going to have a brother's. Or, do you need to stop? No. Oh, oh I was just raising my oh. hand. Like, I'm going to be. On oh, my oh, thanks. Oh, thanks, girl. Um, because I'm younger than you, so yeah. Well, <laughs> you don't know. Um, <laughs> you don't know. I could live to a hundred. Uh, I I will not live to a hundred. I'll probably live uh, maybe sixty four. If we're lucky. Well, you know, if I have kids, they'll be there for you, too. You'll be Auntie Molly. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) That's kind of sweet and depressing. (laughs) Um, But no, but that's the only time I ever think about it. Hey, come on. But we all die alone. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) someone recently, someone recently did say to me, like, you know, yeah, even if your family's like at the hospital, like sometimes they go out for a sandwich and they come back and you've died. Like that's like you die alone. Like a lot of people die alone. You're also experiencing it alone. So right. you're alone anyway. Exactly. I mean, but- <laughs> I will argue we were like, there was, my mom ha- is one of six. So I also Whoa. have that reverse perspective of it. And all of my cousins have siblings. So I will say that like when my grandmother died, 
her, there was all six of her kids were around the deathbed and me and her nurse. And like, I Mm -hmm. think that that was a very lovely way for her to go. That's something that I think about. That's really, you should not do something because of the future, like the future death plan, you know, but you know, but it's interesting The I think the most interesting thing is you saying that you would ask for a brother or sister the same way you would ask for a swimming pool. Like you're not, it, it the four year old asking for a brother or sister is like an impulse. It's yeah. like four year olds ask for trucks. Four year olds ask for Barbies. Like they think of it this, at the same level. They're not like thinking about a brother uh, the way that you're thinking about a oh, brother. Yeah, and I didn't care where it came from. I was like, right. can we like go adopt a kid? Like I, right. you, you know, I learned about adoption. Don't and then I worry. Obsessed with that. Right. Don't worry that you're. Um, that you're 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 disappointing the four year old because they have the same emotion about it as a four year old would have about like not getting the sneakers they yeah, want. Yeah, get him a cat, like yeah, yeah or something like that. Get but, a dog. I looked into this too, and it it turns out that um people who are only children have higher intelligence than I, people with well, siblings. Well, I was about to get to that as my own personal. Uh, I think my it's own good for thing. their independence too. This is the thing. and imagination. Only children have better art. Usually more intelligent. I wouldn't include myself in that because I'm extremely dyslexic and <laughs> I, I like it's so embarrassing. Oh, I hold embarrass on! Your learn your learning disability has nothing to do with your intelligence. I know, but I just like am embarrassed all the time about some. No, <laughs> like, when I, I want to state now clear on this podcast that your learning disability has nothing to do with intelligence. I do have a. You friend. just learned about neuroatypical, and you should be proud. Thank you. Well, you taught it to me, and you have a sister, so that <laughs> example. But no. You'll also hire vocabularies because you wind up speaking to mostly adults when you're a child. Very true. Also, there is one thing that get is could be good, could be bad. Um, only children typically have less memories of their childhood because there's less people around them being like, hey, remember that time blah, blah, blah happened? Remember right. that time blah, blah, blah happened? Because so, parents always have a different memory of situations. Speaking as do. So speaking as someone, I have two. So I'm the middle child. And... um. The one thing that I really like about – my sister is closer in age to me and she lives out here in Los Angeles. And the one thing that I really like is that she and I, we can relate back to each other. Mm -hmm. So you don't feel as gaslit. Like I can go – remember when mom did this and mom will go, that never happened. And my sister will be like, yes, it did. (laughs) Or like I'll be like – uh, you know, if you try to explain to your friend why your dad did something obnoxious, they can go, I guess that's annoying, but they don't really have the context. Whereas, like, my sister can go, oh, for the 15th time, are you fucking kidding? You know, like, there's somebody there. And also, like, she she's always kind of there for me. Like, we help each other. Like, she has a key to my place. And, like, yeah. I was out of town. I forgot to pay rent. And she came and did it for me. And, like, uh, and just, like, this kind of, you know, or I've, like – helped her move or like you know it's yeah. just like these things which i guess you it's can just get like a with built-in road dog sort of yeah like, which like, like i guess you can yeah. have a best uh, your best friend do it but there's this thing where like i would ask cheyenne to do things that i would never ask a friend to do just because i'm like fucking do it please yeah you know what i mean and she no, kind of absolutely. has to because we're sisters and and also like you guys can probably i mean sure there's siblings out there that don't speak but you guys can probably do and say fucking terrible things to each other oh, that a horrible won't top whatever you've done to each other in the past yeah and like be... she's traumatized me so much and yeah. like i i mean we have but also like yeah, definitely, like, there's things that, like, I was not so great to her, or I didn't talk to her 
for like a little while while she was in college because she was a mess and I'm sure she has resentment about that. She hit me with a baton when we were kids. I probably will hold on to that till we die. Like just like there's stuff that are you're younger than her. Right? I'm I'm older. So oh. she's younger and then we have an older brother. Okay. Um the brother is from my dad's first marriage. Because I was gonna say that's a very younger sister thing to complain about getting hit with a baton. She was she had more of a temper than I was like this okay. is so this is the other thing. So those are great things about having siblings. Here's negatives about having siblings. I I very much felt like I had to take care of my little sister mm-hmm. to my own detriment. Yes. So I so I probably didn't that. Yeah. So I probably didn't have as I mean my life is fine. I don't think I had as good of a life as I could have had because I was very she I was very responsible and she was very irresponsible. Right. And so I felt like I had to take care of her. Even like my my comedy partner, her um, sister just had another kid. Mm-hmm. And the first kid is f- uh, four, I think. And that kid already, that four-year-old already is like, this is my baby. Mm-hmm. She already thinks that the sister is her, her yeah. kid. Yes. And that's what happened with me where like I – I, at nine was like raising my sister. Yes. Um. And and like there's this thing that parents do sometimes where they go like take care of your sister or yeah. like do this for your sister or whatever. And so if you're the older one, you feel like responsible for them and you feel like you have to subjugate yourself so that the little one can be okay. And there was a lot of like me not complaining about things so that she would be okay and like – just it it informed my personality in this way that made me very I mean I'm very outspoken but like there's very like before she moved to LA people were like you're so like aggressive and I was like do you know who I'm scared of my sister true like she's even scarier than I am yeah and so it's this thing where you're constantly like She's my daughter, too. I'm terrified of Fiona, my first cousin like that. <laughs> like, I'm terrified of Fiona. Yeah. Well, Gabby's making me think of questions I need to ask. I have an older brother. I'm the baby. Yeah. It's just me and my, so I'm like, ooh, I wonder how I informed him as a person. Oh, for <laughs> that younger child, everything's delightful. <laughs> well, for, the no. older, for the older child, it's garbage. No, because, like, a lot of times you're held up on a pedestal. And it's like, why can't you be like this? Or yeah. this person has like Absolutely. this. Like, the, the younger well, sibling suffers, too. There was a huge oh, and thing. Oh, look at the ship beat out of you all the time yes. like, oh my god <laughs> I have a scar somewhere on my forehead right. that comes from him throwing something at my head there was a huge thing for me and my sister of comparing like yeah of feeling like so I was very smart and so my parents would always say to her like why can't you be you know not like directly but there was kind of this why aren't you as smart as Gabby mm. and then Cheyenne for a long time was very like she was just very beautiful she was born with like blue eyes blonde hair like she was very like beautiful child and like just was like really and I was sort of more Jewish looking when I came out yeah and so Cheyenne was really beautiful and so there was a lot of like when she would come visit me in New York and stuff they would be like oh your hot sister or like Mm -hmm. oh your sister's hot and like I get that you oh some guy one day I said to my face like your sister's like you but hot Mm. and like that kind of so then I would be like mad at her for that and so there was like this comparison for a long time we like just kind of figured it out at like 25 and 28 like we've just kind of come to figure out that bullshit between us I had something like that but it was with a cousin so I I grew up really close to my family my cousins my cousins actually live two doors down from me Mm -hmm. um and my other my other cousin that I'm talking about is two weeks younger than me yeah and so she was really beautiful and everyone really praised her for being beautiful but they would never compliment me a, in my right. looks, or B, for being really smart. 
I think because also she was dyslexic and so they didn't want to make her feel bad. Right. So I I don't know. I just have a real big hang up. But that's the other thing. If you if you're if your son has cousins like my sister and I like we don't have any cousins. So it's just me, my sister, my brother. So if you have cousins, then then the cousins could kind of be like siblings. You do have that sibling dynamic, especially if they're integrated like early and often. Yeah, I actually fell in the middle. I talked about this a lot. I'm writing a script about it, so I'm not going to talk about it. But I do. I fell into a similar situation where I wasn't the smart one or the beautiful one, but I was the one that everyone wanted to be around. And I think that that is shaped each of us mm-hmm. in such a different way. Mm-hmm. I will tell you one story about a very recent gaslighting my mother did to me that <laughs> happened as late as 21 years old. And I think that, like, this is the one thing I will say to you, Trisha, is just, like, don't fucking make shit up because I have put on a shield of armor now right. at this point when my mom starts to tell me a story that factually did not happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, mom, that didn't happen. I was 21. Like, don't act like I was like seven and I'm like, can't remember. So <laughs> she, I interned at New Line Cinema when I was 21 going into my senior year of college. Obviously, I am not, I didn't go to school in LA. I'm not from here. So I don't know if that's obvious, but I <laughs> didn't, I didn't go to school in LA. I'm not from here. So I flew out here for the summer interned and then I was going to go back to college finish up my senior year and graduate now my mother started to spin this yarn about how I apparently called her up a week before I was supposed to come home from LA for the my senior year and I was like yeah like I'm just having so much fun here I don't think I'm gonna come home and I was like, mom, that's like not true. And she <laughs> was like, no. She's like, I remember you were just like, I, I'm i not going to come home. I was like, are you talking about like my junior year when I was like stoned and had a freak out that I was like not going to be able to graduate college and that like I was just like, I don't think this is right for me. She's yeah. like, no, nope. You called me from LA and you said this is where I'm going to live. And she had like a friend in the car. So I'm like, are you doing a, like a show for your friend? Like what is this? What is this narrative that you've made up? And it was so important infuriating to me because I was like mom they offered me a job I wouldn't have been able to take the job that they offered me if I didn't go back and get my degree finish my senior year right secondly like you guys sent me out here for my internship as like my semester abroad so you put me up at like uh like a I shared a condo with a man named Steven in Brentwood uh like like like, I wasn't gonna stay like there where was I going to find the money to stay I couldn't have had a job without I in my mind at that time like you can't work without a college degree right so So don't do that to your kid don't wholesale make shit up it was so it was like it was so because like there's so many instances of like uh, of that throughout my life but like this one especially infuriated me because I was like mom my brain was fully formed I remember (laughs) that that definitely didn't happen and she was so insistent that it happened and I was like I wouldn't have even left my sketch comedy group like what are you talking you start to just keep receipts you're like keeping receipts of like you're like going back and finding the phone records like you're about to be on trial for something and I was still on like Adele back then so like my hard (laughs) drive was crashing all the time so like I don't even have those sort of emails or anything going back but I will say look being an only child is fucking great one thing that is very very important about being an only child so that you know i have my head up my ass a little bit like a lot sometimes but like most of the time at least just a a very little bit but one thing that my mom was very good about and i think that probably also was because i she was a single mom so there was a lot of like sacrifices that had to be made where it couldn't be the molly show all the time Mm -hmm. um which is just important maybe just make sure with your kid that it's not the him show all the time yeah um that he is like has people 
kids, uh, friends over and yes. things that are like take away from his your attention on him all the time. And I think the brother thing is very cute, but he's almost five. So you have to start correcting him on his speech because that's going to get him <laughs> bullied in high school because that's not actually a speech impediment. That's just baby talk. But I just but that's fine. Uh, but what I will say is that um, I was very humbled by, you know, I worked throughout high school. I always had jobs. I always was like accountable to other people and I was always in club activities and sports where people were dependent on me to be there. Yeah. And that was, and I wasn't the star. Like, right. in fact, like very humbling for me to be on like swim team. You know what I mean? Like I was <laughs> not the star on swim team. So yeah. moments like that are really, really important. And I wouldn't say like push your only child into activities that they don't want are going to but... like spiritually. Yeah. Like destroy them. But like, definitely yeah push them outside of their comfort zone because they will stay in their room and talk to themselves however that said I have such a great sense of autonomy I can be alone I would have no when people are like oh like what if you got dropped off on a desert island like that would be great (laughs) like I would just make myself laugh all day and I would like I wouldn't I've I'm I'm very used to like going out in the yard and finding a stick and playing with it like you can entertain yourself and that is I think a, a great that has been very helpful to me in my life and my career. And also when I was very broke, that was very helpful to me because it, I didn't need a lot to have fun. Yeah. So um, just throwing those things There's out there. There's benefits to both. I certainly liked uh, – I like having someone that I can be like, look at these fucking outfits mom and I – mom put us in. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, I like having – but also like some – it depends on if you get along with your sibling. My brother and sister are not close and that's rough. Yeah, I think it goes back to what you started at the top of the call where it's like planning parenthood. Mm-hmm. So you ultimately have to do what's right for you both financially, emotionally, and, you know. 100. Yeah. Because yeah. my parents, I have great parents, but ultimately they decided – and they wanted to have more children, but ultimately they decided to just stop at me, not only because I was perfect, but ah! because, um, <laughs> you know, it's really hard to raise kids in New York City. Yeah. And financially it just made sense for them to have just two kids. That's yeah. true. But Even if you just have more. one, don't spoil that one. Yeah. Don't spoil the one that you have though. Absolutely not. No, I was definitely not spoiled. It, yeah. Maybe you're right of your husband. I don't know. That <laughs> be, that's very – that's probably – Probably a good way to make sure your kid doesn't turn out too fucked up. Um, yeah, what? definitely don't let those other moms pressure you. I hate that shit. It's yeah. that kind of like keeping up with the Joneses mentality, that right? Like really, except with human beings. Yeah, right. which like also like I just I have all my friends are pregnant right now or just had kids, and you know I just it's I find it very. I'm like kind of blown away that everyone I know started having kids like at the exact last time I would ever have a child like in America. And I know that obviously I, know. I don't think anyone planned for that. But like I can't help but think like either these babies are some sort of peace offering from the universe or like this is just just maybe everyone just started fucking when they realized Donald, Donald Trump may be president. Yeah. I don't know what happened. But um, it, everyone's having babies right now. I know, and, and it's, it's terrifying because it's a pre-existing condition now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, take a letter, right? Or No, let's do a call. Okay. Hey, Malls. Hey, Christina. Hey, guests. Um, my name's Casey. I'm 22. I'm from Dallas. I am thinking about coming out to my parents. Well, I I definitely know that, like, I want to do it. I just don't really know how, and I don't know how they're going to take it. Um, Like I said, I'm from Texas, so it's it's a little conservative and religious down here. Um, 
And also, I just recently moved back home with them. So now I'm living in close quarters with them. So it's like, I I don't know. It could be volatile. I'm not sure. Um, so I just kind of was looking for some courage, some inspiration, if you got any to spare for me. Uh, yeah. So please advise. Okay, we had Casey's call, but then Christina got a little bit of more information from an email she sent right after. So this is that. She said, hi, I just called about coming out to my parents and I wanted to give a few extra deets in case it makes it makes it to an episode and it could help with advising. It I've, will. <laughs> <laughs> I've been openly gay to my friends, co-workers, etc. for about two years now. I've just never told my parents or my brother. We were crazy Southern Baptists growing up. We attended a mega church, but my parents haven't been to church in at least five years, and they are significantly less conservative than when I was a kid. So it's possible that my intense anxiety about them secretly being the West West Baptist Westboro Baptist Church is unfounded. <laughs> we're v Irish and like to re- repress a lot of things slash not talk about shit with Casey, each other. Casey, I didn't get Irish from you. I love that. <laughs> Southern Irish, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we don't really have these big end of full house style moments together. The way mm-hmm. I told my mom I got my period was like, hey, can I have a tam- tampon from your bathroom? <laughs> and she was like, sure. And I can buy you some more later. End of conversation. <laughs> we like to keep it low key. So if you have any advice on coming out casually, question mark, in a borderline stoic way, stoic (laughs) Irish way, feel free to dole that out as well. I probably bogged you with info. My bad. Love the pod and hope you're doing well. Casey. No, information is always helpful, Casey. Well, wait, can I throw out a theory before we all get in? Because obviously I'm the person at the table who knows the least about this, but I have a theory. Sure. Okay, so Casey's been openly gay with pretty much everyone in her life but her parents and her right. brother for a couple years, years now, yeah. right? And I sense that usually I have found with most of my friends who've come out mm-hmm. that their parents either had an inkling or they flat out fully knew, like, yeah. for a really long time. Yeah. And I'm just kind of, like, looking at the stats and seeing that they backed off the church life about five years ago. Yeah. That you guys do live in close quarters, but things aren't typically really spoken about in your family either. Right. Do you think that there's a chance that this isn't going to be a huge reveal to them? Like maybe that they've known for some time that either you're bi or you're gay or there's queer or queerness or something going on there. And they're just like, this is not we're not going to bring it up to her, but we also don't want her to feel like she can't be herself in, in our house. Yeah, they probably have some idea. Right. Um, yeah. But also I was shocked, like my parents were, we grew up religious and then they stopped being religious once I like went to college and they were like, ah, never mind. And then, and then, but now, and they're super liberal. I mean, they always kind of always were, but, um, but I thought that they, I for sure thought that they knew and they said that they didn't, which Mm -hmm. is so weird. Um, and then like. I was like, there were so I brought, I like got upset, like defensive. Like I was like, what about this instance? What about this instance? And they were like, we just didn't like think about. I don't know. And I was like, that's crazy. But now I think people are a little bit more aware in 2017. Like it's more of a possibility. It's more in media. It's more of like 100%. a possibility. I think so the spectrum is probably more of the question now. Yeah. yeah. So I think they they might have some inkling, but also I think if they're so low key. Then maybe just do what you did with the period situation and just be like, hey, by the way, I, uh, if uh, if I bring home a girlfriend, like, would you want to meet them? 
Yeah. Like if I even just phrase it like they might know. Like just say like if I'm dating hey, someone if, special, would you yeah, want to meet her? If I right. Like if I yeah. hey, quick now that I'm living here, just a quick question. Like if I start dating someone I really like, would you want to meet her? Yeah. And see what they say? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like be as low-key about it. And my only thing that people throw out a lot, which if I met a girl, would you want to meet her? Yeah. Yeah. Right? I think the only thing that people throw out a lot about living with people that you're not sure how they're gonna take their reaction is that a can become hostile and it can also become dangerous. Mm-hmm. And so what is she to do if that's the case? Like if these people are nightmare humans and she hasn't known this whole time. That was going to be my suggestion is to have like a plan B, like have yeah. a place that you can stay for a little while. Yeah. That yeah. you can kind of yeah. like, if they're not cool with it, you can hide out hide out in or yeah. just like some, like have, have a roof over your head. Yes, have a friend's house you can stay at just in case. And it's not like you have been bringing, it's not like you've done anything to breach any sort of relationship you have with them. This is your sexual preference in your sexual identity who you are but like it's not like you've been sneaking girls into your room for right the you're not years like doing like, anything this is you're just being yourself in their house you're right. not doing anything else and I think that that's where it starts to be like that's where I think that parents can sometimes get upset is like even with straight people yeah. they don't, they don't want to picture their kid in the act or right. they don't want to picture you know like that is I think a big thing like, like I'm not like, in my roof or what not you in know, my roof or whatever when yeah. I was 20 nine I had a boyfriend and I remember bringing him home and saying to my parents like I know he can't sleep in my room but like and my parents were like oh no he can sleep in your room yeah and I was mine like, just started doing that too and I was like wait a minute though like in college like I dated this guy like when I was 22 he moved to LA with me yeah like I was like but you wouldn't let him sleep in my room and they were like yeah because we didn't like him we just thought it was gross <laughs> like we just didn't like they we just weren't like you were 22 we didn't feel comfortable with that yeah I think it's funny the switch to being like oh yeah like they can stay you guys can stay in the same bed because they start to think maybe oh you're older now like you're probably thinking of this person as a more serious partner as opposed to when you're 22 like you can barely yeah. make decisions so just be aware that it might be that and less homophobia but also yeah. be aware like if there's soups cash then just like be very casual about it but also I agree with Christina have like a contingency plan for like where you could live if it goes south did you ever say on this podcast what your mom said when you came home <laughs> yeah so I self-identify as bi um, I'm not out to my dad yet but that's because he Fairly recently has been dealing with health stuff. And so most of the time when I'm talking to him on the phone, he's either in extreme pain or Aww. on pain medications. Yeah. It really kind of fucks with your brain a lot. Yeah, I don't know sure. if you know anybody who's on pain medic. It's not great. No. Um, and I want to do it in person when I see him. Um, but my mom was just like, why are you telling me now? <laughs> yeah. She was just like, wait, what? Why now? Like, yeah. is, was there a reason why you have to bring it up now? Do you think she It wasn't knew? like, oh, do you have to bring it up? She said that she was, a, she was, she, she, she said that she knew something was different about me or that I might have been, she, she couldn't really parse out what it was. You've talked about the Cheesecake Factory incident on here, right? Oh, yeah. When your mom gestured at you. So, Chris. Yeah, yeah, go okay. for it. So <laughs> we went to Cheesecake Factory with my mom. I hate Cheesecake Factory, but I will do anything for Diana Lopez. My mom loves Cheesecake like Factory for shit. their like – That's my, where you bring parents. For like her, their Mai Tais. Yeah. And I'm like, mom, we can go to like a nice tiki bar to nah, get Mai Tais. No, man, that's no, where she's you like, bring – My mom is a snob. My mom is 
very like, let's go to this small Mediterranean place. I'm My sorry that we not... made you guys go there. No, are you kidding? Please. <laughs> I'm ha- I would do anything for Diana. But I know. Like... And the other thing is like they live in New York City where there's great like culinary they food and they go and go to Cheesecake Factory. Hey, comfort food. You guys food are food. dicks. The Olive Garden is amazing. <laughs> um but... You ever been to the Outback Steakhouse in Burbank? Uh, no. I, I, Chili's is like my favorite restaurant. Yeah. But I think that mostly it's because there weren't many chain restaurants where I grew up and my mom owned independent businesses. So she's mm-hmm. like, let's go support that independent All business. All right. Anyway. Oh, now I'm like being, deeply we're not, embarrassed we're that not, we took you guys to a Cheesecake Factory. No, I think I <laughs> joked about it at the time. Anyway, listen, you guys. So we're at Cheesecake Factory and I, our moms are like talking over our heads, but in front of us, and they're having a, about like what they want for us and like how they like let us come out here and how it's been hard for them, but blah, blah, blah. And Christina's mom just starts in on something. I forget exactly what it was. She's like, you know, I've been saying forever, I don't care what they do. I don't care. What if you're straight? She gestures at me. If you're bi, she gestures at Christina. And I like, and this was before Christina had come out, and I like clocked it, and I was like, that was did before Di- I come out to you, too. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Is like I was like, did Diana just call Christina by at ha. Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> and so and so I like kind of bookmarked in that that in my head. And then when Christina came out to me, I was like, yeah, yeah actually, I was like, well, not only did I like assume something was going on out there, but I was like, your mom <laughs> gestured <laughs> at you two years ago at Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the reason for me was like <laughs> I was in a secure place where I started to like own my sexual identity, <sighs> but it was also after like the Pulse shooting happened where there right. was a lot of like queer Latinos right. that like of got killed. Um, and so I didn't want I didn't want something like that to happen to me and have my parents have it be a question. Yeah, I, I, I'm uh, Jewish and white, but I, uh, after the, and my parents knew and everything was like chill, but after the Pulse shooting, I did call them and I was like, hey guys, just like, just a reminder, you have a queer kid and this is personal. Yeah, I felt like they they needed to know that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a fairly easy conversation. She was just kind of like, why are you telling me this now? Like, yeah, of course. Oh, my like, sister, it, it, was, it gave them, if anything, it gave her clarity. My sister yeah. had the best. I, like, came out to her when I was in college. And I I said, I was like, hey, I, uh, I'm i bi or whatever. And she was, like, in high school. And she just goes, does this have anything to do with me? And I was like, <laughs> no. And she was like, does this affect my life at all? And I was like, no. And she was like, then who cares, Gabby? You're so dramatic. And like, that was like, she was just like mad. She was like, you're being really dramatic right now. Like just, it's fine. And then that was the end of it. And I was like, that's actually pretty great. Like she's a bitch, but I was like, that's like pretty cool that she was just like, honestly, you're being really dramatic and this has nothing to do with me. Like get over yourself. (laughs) I never like formally came out to my brother. He just kind of knew. And so like one day we were having a conversation. He was like, are you seeing any girls or, or guys right now? And I was just like, Oh, no, okay. not right now. I just didn't like we didn't yeah. expand upon it, but he like just dropped it like yeah. that. Yeah, and, uh, my sister in law listens to the pod too. So hi, Clarissa. Hi. <laughs> was that before or after you came out on the pod? It, it was before. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But I think I was like I would posting hate if our things. Pod outed you too. No, <laughs> I mean it was like I was like posting things, or it was something like I think he always knew that I was interested in women, but like to what degree that was? Right. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, and also he's a teacher for like middle school, high yeah, school. He so like he's school. probably seeing so much more of that and oh, how casual the language is. I can't is. even believe it. I did. I'm uh, I'm writing a second book, and I went and interviewed some kids in Chicago and like Southside Chicago at a high school, and they were all like, it was crazy. Like they're all just like 
they know everything. They're mm-hmm. out. Like, they don't care. Like, it's, like, was no big deal. And then, like, I went to interview a girl, uh, a bunch of kids at a high school in Plantation, Florida. And the one girl was, like, wearing rainbow bracelets. And then she, like, tagged me in a selfie that we took. And her, like, Instagram bio was, like, she, her, bisexual, whatever. And I was just, like, can you even fucking imagine being in high school and just being, and like, just chill? These are my like, pronouns. putting that yeah. in your fucking Instagram bio? Like, my mind was blown. So no, it yeah, was, like, no. embarrassed to say what music I liked in high right? school. Like, let alone... I couldn't believe... And they were all just, like, super chill. I got straight up called a dyke in high school. Right. I got called a dyke in oh, college. I did, too, though. But, <laughs> no, but I did, too. That was always... my. I think my mom really, really, really was convinced and, like, wanted me to be okay with, like, that... If, if, if that was the case. Yeah. And it was actually really fucking weird... This is no, like, I know that she definitely thought I was going to be a lesbian. I know that because I remember. And she was trying to, like, make things okay for you. Well, th- I, nice. I actually had an interesting realization. So, have you seen the documentary Suited? No. So, it's about, um, it's produced by Lena Dunham and Jenny Connor, but it's about this suit maker in Brooklyn that makes suits largely for the LGBTQ communities, but specifically a lot of trans people because it's really, really hard to find a great fitting suit uh, off the rack. I do know that. So um, they make these custom suits or whatever. And at one point they're bringing this, talking about this woman's transition from female to male. And she's holding out her, like she's holding up her, uh, elementary school pictures and they get increasingly more Wait, from female to male or female to male so she was born uh, so it's a he he yeah sorry sorry yeah he, sorry so he yeah he, i was thinking of the younger picture sorry oh. so he was going through the pictures and he's showing his grandfather the progression of yeah. like you know when you start to see around like sixth grade yeah he starts to become a lot more masculine. Yeah. And I realize my pictures do the exact same thing because my mom started dressing me in gender neutral clothing and cut all my hair off. Why? I think because she thought that I would like it better and I just didn't know that. And of course, like if you don't want your hair short and you're like a girl, like you're like, this is not like I'm not Twiggy, mom. Like I'm not feeling like a confident, sexy woman. Like I, she was trying to help. I she mean, was trying to help. All, we all. I don't even have a tenth grade picture because I was like, I'm too gross. Like I, yeah. I'm like new. I was like, I can't take a photo. Yeah, no, it's very sweet. And I'm sorry if I disappointed her, but it just <laughs> was like really. It was really like. It was wild to see someone else have the same progression in their photos and have such a drastically different outcome than I did. That's why you can't really – that's why there's no, like, narrative. Like, you can't tell – like, if you see a a little kid who – uh, is a girl child and, and is like I wanna uh, you know I you just let your kid do whatever kind of like mm-hmm. you know what I mean like what like if the kid is is trans amazing if the kid is not if the kid is a lesbian amazing if the kid like you can't like kids all have you just have to let them express themselves totally like just express yourself until you figure it out on your own it and don't try to like really force something on your kid it's a very good documentary yeah there's a lot of really really good stories in there uh you should watch it for sure everyone should watch it and i'm sorry i'm usually better about pronouns you guys i just was (laughs) i was just thinking too fast you know i'm good about pronouns okay so do we have any other things i i think just do it and uh make sure you have a contingency yeah and like uh congrats 
Yeah. yeah. I know you're very low key. My I, Before you said everyone was low key in your family, I was going to be like, bake a cake. But it's too much. Right. Like bake a cake and then the inside is rainbow. Mm-hmm. And then when they cut it, be like, big reveal. <laughs> that's just, I'm too extra. Like that's just me being like the most. Yeah. No, it's so different. And also every part of the country, the right. Dallas of it all surprised me too. My friend who grew up, Ryan O'Connell, who grew up in um, Southern California. I know Ryan. Yes. Ryan had a huge party <sighs> where he came out to his entire school like at his house oh, and like, that's like it started insane. with a video sketch where like <laughs> he was with like his friend and she was like going in to kiss him and he was like no no stop wait and she was like what and he turns to the camera and he's like i'm gay and so that was the video he showed and then like they had a gay celebrate, party. They, they all celebrated. Yeah. yeah. And like, I, that was wild to me that, uh, you know, Ryan's That's only a couple years younger than me. High school? Jesus. Yeah. It's that would have really... never happened at my high school. I was but so we grew up in different parts of the world, too. Like, I was in Florida. Where was he? California. California. I, I was in out. Boston. So yeah. it's just different. Um, it's so different. I know. Um, but yeah. So. Guys, that was a really great episode of Please Advise, I think. Gabby, thank you so much for being here. Of course. Thanks for having me. Um, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at Gabby Dunn on Twitter and then at Gabby Road on Instagram. Uh, and then, <laughs> yep. And then uh, my channel is youtube.com slash show. I think those are the things. And, and we have a book. We have Allison and I have a book coming out in September that you can get on pre-order. It's called I Hate Everyone But You. It's a novel. That's really fun. Oh, it's a novel? Mm-hmm. That's really cute. Thanks. That's How long did it take you guys to write that? Too, very short, actually, because she's got a great work ethic. Yeah. So she kind of made me work on it at times when I didn't want to. So we actually wrote it really fast. But um, it was an idea that we had had for a while. Is she good with structure? Yes, that's yeah. her whole deal. She's really mm-hmm. great with structure. And um and yeah, and then I have a podcast called Bad with Money that Malls was on. You can listen to Malls' episode of it. Yeah, a lot of cool people who've also been on Please Advise, like Cameron Esposito, who I went to college with. Really? Random, right? Oh, at I, BC? Uh, yeah, she was huh? a year older than me. Uh, or no, she was t- uh, she was like two or three years older than me. Yeah. yeah. But like she was like I knew she was going to be famous when I was in college. Aww. I was like she's so she was so funny. She was in a really really funny improv group. Anyway, uh, it's a really good podcast, especially you guys. I know that this is like I've talked about having done your podcast before mm-hmm. here, but a lot of people write in about money. And also, like, I know our demo, like we have some people who are very high earners. And then we also have some people that are like that were in my exact situation or are in my exact situation when I was your age. So I think that this is a really important podcast to listen to. Listen Thank to all you. the episodes. I think it's particularly really good. for women too because yeah. women just don't talk about finance. It's mm-hmm. just not something that's ingrained to us either as children mm-hmm. or even socially as yeah. adults. So something like that's really important. Thank you. Most of my guests, I try to book only female guests. That's like kind of a secret, but I think people have figured it out. <laughs> but that was like on my mandate for season two was like no straight white men. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's enough straight white men on podcasts. That's yeah, really smart. You. That's really, really yeah. smart. Fuck. Dude, I was, did I have Baron on before or after I did Bad With Money? Because I think you and I were talking about Oh, yeah, we've been trying to get him on, but he's like, he's a friend from a long time ago from Boston, but he's a busy dude. He has 
he had like he broke my mind with his basically explaining to me why single why children of single mothers have such a hard time getting their shit together around finance and it was something we kind of touched very on smart. but then he dropped that bomb on me because i was like hey we by the way i think I, I just did this podcast and i was wondering like what's your theory on this mm-hmm. and he broke it down for me and he's like oh women are set up to fail and yeah. he's like and single moms are extra set up to fail yeah and so they're just in panic mode all the time it's very systemic yeah uh, it's fucking nuts dude so yeah that was wild um he would be i mean i don't need to tell you he'd be a great guest um yep. you, thank you so much for coming here you guys you can always call the show 323-450-7408 or email askpleaseadvise at gmail.com you guys can find christina at Christina Lopez on Instagram, on Twitter, and also she's Hey K Lopez on Snappy. I'm Malls on Twitter, Instagram, and Malls Official on Snappy. Hey, Malls. Don't. Appreci- Fuck you. Appreciate like, you. Can you, like, literally go get fucked? I can't even. <laughs> like, leave my house and get fucked. <laughs> no, it's just uh, – someone sent it to me at Starbucks the other day, too. I was so upset. I'm like, how – Does I was like, does he does this he know? Like, does he listen to the podcast and he's roasting me? Someone yes, like, probably. Oh, fuck off. Oh, God. It's so uh, – everyone appreciates me and they love Christina and they appreciate me. So, thanks. Uh, you guys have a good week and I love you. I don't just appreciate you. I love and appreciate you. Bye. <laughs> 